Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. So last Wednesday night, I had my men's life group uh, Zoom call. We call our men's ministry The Man. And uh, so I just sent some questions through to all the boys uh, before we went into the call. Uh, you know, there's a few dad jokes there, uh, a bit of Q&A. We're all, we also talk about the story of the prodigal son. So I just want to say thank you so much to all the boys who uh, participated and were a part of this particular call. There's a lot of great content on there. And uh, our key passage today for Father's Day uh, is found in Luke chapter uh, 15, verses 11 to 32. And I just trust right now that for the next, uh, you know, 30 minutes that you'll just sit back, enjoy your coffee, your tea, whatever you're having, and uh, be blessed. Hey, so my, my dog's taken off, Bella. Hey, so I like your view in the background there, uh, Shano. Look at that. The yeah. setting there in Adelaide. That's beautiful. What beach is that? That's Centerfort. Okay. Well, I like yeah. where you're at, but check out where Michael Mitchell Good is man. at. Far out. Where is Michael Mitchell at the moment? That's Swan Hill. That's <laughs> the Murray. That's the Murray River. <laughs> Mate, wow. I didn't know Swan Hill looked like that, man, I tell you. Right to Swan Hill. Give us a wave, Jock Theun. Thank you, Jock Theun. Thank you for your comment, bro. And uh, this is why you find me calling you, even though you're living in Melbourne these days, uh, because I miss you and I feel like we're still connected in the spirit, right? Uh, in case you missed it, Jock Theun said, this is why I miss Gateway. And uh, so, but, you know, the church is about community and engagement, and this is why we're here. So... Yeah, good to see you, Jacob. There you go. Mate, you were handsome before, but now you're more handsome with those. Oh, you're good, yeah. Hey. Stunning. <laughs> what did you, hey, boys, uh, just a few comments on Jacob's glasses. Absolutely outstanding. Yeah, Shano said stunning. So um, let's begin with prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Does anyone have a dad joke? And uh, what, what was actually funny about you know, putting that out there is, 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 that, is that Pastor Naveen from Gateway Life Church India asked, what is a dad joke? <laughs> How do you qualify that? So does anyone want to even begin to communicate your definition of what a dad joke is? Like I've never, it was actually a great question. <laughs> like what is a dad joke? Corny. Isn't that the ultimate <laughs> definition of a dad joke? What is a dad joke? Uh, it's a corny joke. It is a, a common joke. Yeah, you know, it's sort of, you know, I was, uh, I was actually looking at the calendar the other day and uh, I could see my days are numbered. I think it's a joke where the joy belongs just as much to the deliverer as it does to the audience. <laughs> more, more so. Yeah. Um, so Carla, Carla asked me if I could stop making um, puns about the police. I said, look, sure, I'll give it a rest. <laughs> Chase? Yeah. Did, it's Michael. Did you did you hear about the two peanuts in the park? I did not. No, one was assaulted. It's pretty bad. I've got I've got one. I've got one. All right. Uh, child. 
I'm hungry. Dad. Hi, hungry. I'm dad. <laughs> yeah, so who else? The best thing with a dad joke is... Like, it doesn't matter who laughs, as long as we find it funny. Our space, our tour, our joke, our fans. Hey, it's funny, because um, it's it's very similar. My, my wife asked me today to go and get six cans of Sprite um, from Woolworths. Um, when I got home, I realized that I picked up 7-Up. And what about the uh, what about the firecracker and the flat battery that went on a crime spree? What, what happened there? Oh, one was charged, the other was let off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've got a dad riddle. Okay. What's, um, if a father rode, rode in the town on Wednesday, he, was, he, he stayed five days, and he rode out on Wednesday, how did he do it? The horse's name was Wednesdays. Very, very good. <laughs> Too good. I, I did go to a new restaurant on the moon last night. The um, food was okay, but no atmosphere. I've got a quiz. Okay. Go, Colin. Okay. A man walked into a bar. You've got to really concentrate here. A man walked into a bar. He sat down at the table. And there was a painting, a painting of a man up on the wall. Now the man said, "Brothers and sisters, I have none, but that man's father is my father's son. Who's the painting of?" Too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Himself. Himself. Yeah, him. Yeah. Exactly. Well done. That's the kind of thing. That's a dad joke, right? There. I love That's it. a dad joke. Yes, this, 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 is, this is one that, uh, that my daughter Eva loves. And she laughs at it every time. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure why, but she does. Why did the chicken go to the library? To get some book, book, book! Yes. I, I can see why she likes it. <laughs> did you hear about the kidnapping at school? <laughs> No, it's fine. He woke up. Why are piggy banks so wise? Because they're filled with common sense. All right, let's move on. <laughs> have we, have we got so you got the best dad others? jokes. In actual fact, uh, a dad joke also by definition is a uh, unoriginal. It's an unoriginal, cheesy joke, often told by a middle-aged or older man. So, <laughs> hey, so, so hey, rude. Hey. So there you go. There you Who go. is hilarious in his own uh, estimation. Yeah, so, correct. I've, I've got one last one, uh, Pastor Jason. Please. Did you hear about the new restaurant on the moon? Great well, food, no atmosphere. I love we it. think we went to the same one. What I love about it is that we, we told that twice, so that's really good. So I love that because we really believe in our dad jokes. What kind of person was Boaz before he was married? Clearly he was ruthless. Mm. Mm.
<laughs> I love I love how on a few occasions now I've gone to move on in the call. And the dad's like, oh, hang on, hang on, I got this, oh, this is a good one. Uh, does anyone have any advice for a new dad? Um, well, when I was expecting my first first child um i actually had a uh, a friend of mine approach me who hadn't had kids yet um but he was given some advice from an, an older guy um in his church right. and the advice was to go and get a hold of a book it's called you have what it takes um by john elderidge and um it talks about how uh the bible talks about you were knit together in your mother's womb by God himself. So if ever you doubt that, um, you know, you don't have what it takes to be a dad, then the Bible says contrary to that. It says that, you know, God gave you the ability to have kids. Therefore he gave you everything. God likes setting us up to win. And he, he gave us everything that we need um, in order to uh, be a good dad. Um, but with that, this book then also talks about how we need to be good disciples of what God's given us in the beginning, and we need to educate and we need to develop our skills as a dad. So um, one of the things I took away from that book is forget everything that you think you know, <laughs> um, and usually that comes from um, experience. You know, I, I had a lot of really, really good male uh, influences in my life as a young guy and I had a lot of really really bad male influences as a young guy and I had to forget everything that I thought I knew and relearn uh, what it meant to be a dad and um, just seek good advice you know ask pick out men who you think are good dads and pick their brains ask them you know what what makes a good dad I think um, I think it's important to uh, connect um, early. Uh, learn to let your child know that you love them. Uh, for dads, often it's hard for us to to. Uh, sometimes it's hard for us to to be emotional. Or um, if you don't establish those habits at a very young age, when they get older, when they're fifteen, sixteen, it's a little harder for us to do that. Um, and so, if you just uh, get used to connecting um, by touch and just learning to let them know you love them. If you don't model um, God's love, um, your children aren't going to know it. So model unconditional love to children. Uh, you know, because uh, the Message Bible actually talks about God's love being extravagant. Like extravagant love is like over-the-top love, and we know that he demonstrated that through his only son, Jesus Christ. Uh, who died upon the cross for all of our sins. And so when it comes to your love for your child, you know, be unapologetic. You know, uh, the thing that my wife and I always wanted to do, and I'm not saying that we were always perfect because no parent is. No parent is perfect. We weren't perfect parents. Um, and But we grew, you know, even when it came to uh, the mistakes that we made, we grew uh, through what we discovered both worked and, and didn't work, Right. Um, but uh, one thing we always wanted to do for our daughters 
was to give them big wings. And one thing that we always said uh, that we wanted is for, you know, is for our ceiling to be their floor, okay? Our ceiling to be their floor. And, it, and it, it, if you have a look at the, the image that I chose for Father's Day this year, it's the image of a father with uh, their child upon his shoulders. And, um, you know, and the whole theme for this year's Father's Day is that God lifted me up. And uh, we've got to lift up not only one another, but particularly our children and the next generation. Like my, my girls are nearly three and, and five, so obviously the, the, the early days are pretty fresh in, in my experience. Um, you know, I don't have teenagers uh, so that's a whole other thing that I'll be looking to you guys shortly. But from a um, from an early days and from a um, from a from a, an, an expectant father that's coming, you know the 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 big thing for me is is like what um, Jeff said: get in there early, do your thing with with baby, make sure that you're bonding with with baby. It's it's essential. Get in there, be involved. Beautiful. Um, and. And, and and that's that's not just having cuddles and tickles and whatever. That's doing the nighttime feeds. That's doing as many nappies as you can. Doing the bath time. Doing everything you, you can with them because it's it's so important for your relationship with um with with your baby with your with your child. And being involved early really helps with 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 mum and still get up and do the nighttime feeds. Like that was one of the most precious things to, to me when I when I had our babies was getting up and doing the nighttime feeds. I'd spring out of bed at four o'clock knowing that there was going to be a baby waiting for me. And I'm not a morning person, but in that season, I was a morning person every morning. And it gave Kayla a, a great rest that she could know that she would be able to... I mean, she, she would still wake up, obviously, but she knew that it was covered and she could keep keep resting because the, the job of, a, of an early mum is relentless and tiresome and as much as there's great times there's a lot of difficult times in there for mums too so even going to work there are a couple of times I went to work on on no sleep I was just doing a job like at the end of the day the trucks would I mean transport the trucks would keep moving but at the end of the day mum was looking after a baby that 100% depended on her and so it was more important to me that she had that time and then as, as time goes on make sure that your wife or your, your partner has the opportunity to get out and have something that's that's not mum, that's not wife, that is just woman. Whether it's going out with friends, whether it's shopping, whether it's whatever, because she needs to be able to, to be able to refresh. And all of those things are, are, are great for your relationship. And then I've got two girls, five and three, as I said, get involved and do the daggy stuff. I've got painted <laughs> nails and I love it. <laughs> it's great. Like they get an absolute kick out of dad's doing silly things. I do dress ups with them. I wear their dresses on my head. I paint my nails. I have fun, and they absolutely love it. They're precious memories. Love it, mate. It's 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 just good fun, and they they have a great laugh at me. I have a, have a lot of laugh, and you know it's it's a great de stress as much as anything else. You know the the the, the best part of my day is any time the kids come up and give me a. They can run across the room and, and give me a cuddle. Um, and can really feel. <laughs> I love that. I'm coming over to your place. I'll sit, you and I can sit down side by side and they can do our nails. They can enjoy that with pasta as well. So. They, 
they, they, they, they would get a kick out of that, Dave. <laughs> I will, I'll do it. I'm there. I'll be there. Uh, and just, I just feel I, keep feel, I keep hearing the Holy Spirit remind me to make a, a point to you all tonight. Um, and that point is this, that one of the uh, most powerful things that you can do as a dad when it comes to your children is to say sorry. It's very, very important not just to do it as, as because it's the right thing to do, but it's important to do it as a demonstration of behavior so that your children learn that when they are wrong and they do the wrong behavior, they also know and they've seen and experienced not only what it's like to apologize and what that feels like, but also the humility. If, if you're not a new father yet, don't tell other parents that because you've got dogs, you know what it's like to have kids. <laughs> don't, don't do that one. Uh, it's, it's very, very different. Um, just a bit <laughs> yeah and and speaking to your point ace as well um one of the great ways to help the next generation avoid some of the mistakes that we might have made ourselves in our own lives is as they get older and age appropriate speak to them as adults speak to them in real language you know if they come home and they're in grade nine or ten and somebody's bullying them or year five or six or whatever year it is um, don't don't dismiss it. Put yourself in that situation and remember what it was like, and then talk to them uh, about what your experience actually was and how it made you feel, and identify with how it's making them feel as well. Let them know that their feelings are, are validated. So guard that self-esteem and that self-image with everything. Um, how they feel and how they think about themselves and how they see themselves determines how they're going to act when they you know, have circumstances happen to them where they've got to make a decision. And the, and the last thing that I would add is remember that your partner, your, your, your wife, um, you guys are together outside of your roles as mum and dad. You know, you've got roles as mum and dad and, and those things come with um, position descriptions and duties and things that need to be done, things that need to get done. And sometimes you can just get so caught up in doing the role and the performance management of those position descriptions and duties that need to get done, that you forget that you're there together as a relationship. Um, and make time for yourselves. And, and remember that you're a partnership prior to children. Yeah. And, you know, you've got jobs to work on together as those roles, but you're also a partnership prior to that. So maintain that relationship as well. That's really, really important. Give yourself that time to remember why you're together outside of that role. Glenn's words were very good, very good. Um, and I'd just like to say that um, I didn't have a good childhood, you know, like I was scared to tell my dad things, you know, because I was a little bugger, you know, but I was scared to tell him, you know. But bring up your kids, don't wrap them in cotton wool. Bring them up with love and honesty so if they do do something wrong, they can come to their dad. Say, oh, look, look, Dad, I've done something wrong and what do you do? What did you do, mate? You know, all your girls, you know, what do you do? And, oh, that's all right. And give them a hug for being honest. Yeah. You, that's, you don't have to punish them. They, they've been honest and they've come to you. <laughs> what do you love about the story of the prodigal son? Uh, it's also been known as the story of the seeking father. This story is found in Luke chapter 15, and it's the parable that Jesus chooses to reflect the love of our Heavenly Father towards us. 
you know, the story takes you through the son's thoughts when he's thinking about coming back before he does. And he makes this plan and he says, oh, you know, I'll go in and I'll, I'll become like a servant in the house. And, I'll, and he comes up with this plan. The, the father's reaction um, when he does come back is like the only thing that matters is the fact that he came back, not, not what he did. And I think that that part of the story where it's like unconditional love is, um, um, yeah, I don't know, it's just something that really makes me um, just, yeah, like, wow, like that's, that's amazing. And then it's, it, it may, it, and then it kind of, when you deal with people on a, on a day-to-day basis, I, I, I think about that story a lot and it's like, you know, the, the grace that, that I've received through God, um, you know, when you're dealing with people, when, you know, things might be tough for them or they not, might not be behaving in a way that, you know, is, is good, you just kind of think of that story and you go, wow, like if God loves me like that, who am I not to love other people in the same way? And, um, and I just love, like, the whole story. Like, it's so, uh, it's all about the Father, you know, for me and his love and his grace, right? And so, as you said, Eddie, the prodigal, he comes to his senses and he says, I'll go back to my father's house and I'll be like one of his hired servants, right? And uh, because he's like, I screwed up and I deserve all that I get, okay? And the older brother... He's like, well, I didn't screw up and I deserve more than he gets and more than I get. And like the father, he's like, well, you've both screwed up uh, because one was unrighteous. Now one is self-righteous, which <laughs> leads to unrighteousness. But I want you to know that I love you both and you're both accepted. And so once again, you know, we just see the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, where sin is deep, Grace is deeper. Where sin is wide and high, grace is wider and grace is higher. And nothing can supersede the love and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is why we celebrate Father's Day the way that we do, because uh, I'm aware that Father's Day can be a real trigger for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, as, as, as they think about their own earthly dads, perhaps, you know, they're no longer here uh, or it wasn't a good experience. But I always love to focus on um, our Heavenly Father and who he is. That makes all the difference. You know, I had to make a choice. So I'm someone who really looked for a spiritual dad someone who would sit me down, look me in the eyes, tell me when I'm doing well, encourage me, remind me of my destiny, uh, someone who would talk about, you know, bring correction, bring adjustment, bring uh, encouragement, but I couldn't find one. And uh, the Lord said to me, once upon a time, the Lord said to me, stop crying over what you didn't have and start being a spiritual dad. Mm. I appreciate and to be grateful Grateful to GLC Australia and uh, particularly to you, uh, our father Jason and uh, Mam Tina, uh, for this device we are using right now uh, came from uh, GLC Australia. And so to be kind enough 
to God and to you. I just want to appreciate uh, for the donation and the buying of this device. Now, uh, so right here I have Pastor Charles, I have Elder Alfred Nyongesa, I have Pastor Ambani there. We are all happy because of the good things you are doing to us. So may God bless you and keep uplifting you. That just to touch on the prodigal son, what I got there, what made the difference was the spirit of humility. So it, it is our motive and our attitude that matters before God. As uh, our father told us in one global meeting that we have after every two weeks, he told us that God said, the, the heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. Mm. Uh, so he explained and told us, what can we do for God? And everything belongs to him. Then he said, so God said, this is the person I look at, somebody with a contrite spirit, a humble spirit. So men, it has been really, really inspiring to have you all on. And I think it's a great testimony to the scriptures that God commands a blessing when brethren dwell together in unity. And it's the reason why we've got to fight for community. The flesh is weak, but the spirit of God is always willing, okay? And I guarantee that when you make that choice, pay that price, that sacrifice to get on a call like this, you'll come out the other end blessed. Okay. I just want to thank you. Good night, guys. Thank you, good night. Good night. Yes, I want to say something. Oh, yes. I was going to say, say hi to your mom for me. But yes, go on. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for this time. And uh, especially thank you, Pastor, for making this happen. I could see all the faces. Those who are living in Australia, this is the first time I'm participating in this men's class. It's been so happy. And also, I want to say advance happy Father's Day to all. Those who are Father's Day. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Amen. <laughs> Let's just give it up for all of those boys who were a part of that Zoom call. Thank you so much, guys. You did a fantastic job. And uh, just in case you were wondering, uh, Tony Wanky's background was not virtual. All those guitars were not virtual. They were actual. And uh, it was a great, great, great call. And so thank you so much, guys. I thought I'd just wear this, uh, you know, this 80s uh, look, this 80s mullet, because this is basically what I looked like when I was about 18 years of age. And uh, some say that I look like the wedding singer. I'm not actually 100% certain about that, but, but some say, right? There's a rumor out there. We're going to come to a close real soon. And before we do, I do want to read the scriptures uh, to us, uh, really from our key passage today, which is found in Luke chapter 15, verses 20 to 24. And it is the story of the prodigal son. And we pick it up. We pick it up where the prodigal son has now become aware of just uh, his current state and the fact that he's not happy with where he's at in life. And sometimes, you know, the real, uh, the gateway, the catalyst for change is being sick and tired of where you're at. And it's at this point that uh, the prodigal son, he gets up from the pig pen. He gets up from, as it were, the miry clay, the mud, the dirt. He stands up, he jumps over that fence, the boundary, and he begins to head home. And it says in verse 20 that when the prodigal son arose and he came to his father. So picture this, he's heading towards his father's home. 
But when he, the father, was still a great way off, his father saw him and he had compassion on him and ran toward him and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But get this. So just understand this for a few moments because remember this is the story that Jesus chooses to illustrate the love of God the love of our Heavenly Father and I really do uh, I would venture to say that many of us can have this image of God that God is just angry please keep in mind that the prodigal son was a man who had the word prodigal means to indulge in all kinds of immoral living. I don't need to go into details, but this guy was an addict of many, uh, on many levels. But now he comes back to his father. And the thing that we see that transpires after this son's confession is this. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Why did the father call for the best robe? Because the father wanted to cover his son's nakedness. And then he said, and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry for this is I love this he affirms his son for this is my son who was dead and is alive again he was lost and now he is found and they began to be married you know this once again is the story that Jesus chooses to reflect right the image of our Heavenly Father. And what I want to do as we begin to close our Father's Day service today is to give someone the opportunity who perhaps feels lost. When was the last time you prayed? Let me just say, whether you know God or not, if you can feel something happening in your heart right now, why don't you consider praying this prayer after me? We're going to pray a prayer that says, God, forgive me of all my sins. I do feel a bit lost. I feel a bit down. I feel depressed. Why don't you pray this prayer after me and ask the Lord to forgive you of all your wrongdoing, of all your sins, and come back to your Creator and Maker. Why don't you take a risk and just see what happens on the other side of praying this prayer. Let's pray right now. You pray after me. Dear Father in heaven, now you pray. Dear Father in heaven, I come before you this day and I simply ask you, to forgive me of all my sins. Help me to be the person you've created me to be. I acknowledge that Jesus is my Lord, my Savior, my healer, and my friend. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray and we trust that you've been blessed today. If you'd like to know more about faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you'd like to know more about Gateway Life Church, why don't you go to our webpage? That'll be coming through the chat very soon, gatewaylifechurch.org.au. Why don't you consider clicking on the, the salvation button and filling in your details if you prayed that prayer today or the online connect card. Tell us a little bit about you and one of our team will be in touch with you. Well, why don't you enjoy now just uh, the rest of your day. Be blessed. We love you. We're thinking of you. Like my wife said, we're praying for you daily. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.